Are you mowing in the dark? Welcome back to the Mowing in the Dark podcast. I am your host, Aaron Sutter. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Guys, this is another truck talk. Today, I forgot to do a Cujo Yardware shoe update yesterday, so I'm going to do one today. Guys, I think my feet might be broken in to the shoes. Um, they feel better today. I have changed up the way I taught like the way I tie them, I guess is what I want to say. Um, for me and my feet, the Cujo shoes, they have to be loose around the front of your foot. They can't be tight there. Now, the problem with that is that that's where a lot of the, the function is to keep your foot from sliding forward. But unfortunately, with the Cujo shoes, you cannot have them tight there or over the top of your foot. The only place you can make these Cujo shoes tight so that they do not hurt your feet is right up where you tie, actually tie the knot for your shoes. That's the only place that you can make these shoes tight so that um, they stay on your foot. Uh it, it's frustrating. It hurts right there where where your foot flexes, but that's the only way you can do it. And I've the last two days, my shoes have felt pretty good. The only thing that hurts is that my feet slide forward and my toes hit the front of the shoe because I can't make I can't make the shoes tight around my foot, or else my feet will scream. And so I don't know if it's just me or if it's everyone out there. I'm a little afraid that I'm going to lose toenails because my toes are literally at the front of the shoe, like all the way to the front. There, there's nothing that I can do. Even, even when I did tie my shoes super tight around my foot, my foot still slid forward and was crammed into the front of the shoe. So, and I've had ten and a halfs before, and my foot still f slid forward and hit the front of the shoe. No matter how tight I made them, no matter, no matter how I tied them, my foot always slides forward in these shoes. I don't know why. I, I don't know if it's just my feet. But again, I would love to know your experience with the Cujo shoes. You can message me on Facebook. You can message me on Instagram. You can send me an email to lansinglawnservice at gmail.com. I would love to know your experience with the Cujo shoes. This is, I'm just telling you, like I said in a couple episodes ago, I'm not trying to dog or, or um, bring Cujo yardware down. I think they're a good company. I've met the owner. Um, he's a great guy. I forget his name. I think it's Andrew or something like that. He's a great guy. Very, very interesting person. Uh, just a great person. Um, so I'm not, I'm not trying to bring their business down at all. I, I personally think footwear is very personalized. 
Um, so some shoes, that's why there's so many options out there. Some shoes don't work for some. Some shoes work for others. All right. So I'm not trying to, to bash Cujo. I'm not trying to get people to not buy their product. Uh, obviously, I'm not because I've bought three pair now. So I, I still have the Cujo shoes. Um, now, will I buy another pair? I don't know. Uh, they are light. They're light. And for as long as they last, they have good traction on hills. Now, I will say I went into a Burger King yesterday and while, yes, Burger King, any fast food restaurant, they are mopping the kitchen and the dining room with the same greasy water. And so the floor is slippery anyway. But I have noticed that the Cujo shoes are very slippery on, on tile or on wood floor. They're just very slippery. Now, again especially in fast food restaurants where they mop the floors with the same greasy water that they mop the kitchen floor with. And it, that's just inevitable. You're going to get slippery shoes anyway. But, you know, that is what it is for the Cujo shoes. So just as an update, guys, today my feet are feeling pretty good, except for my big toes. They are crammed against the front of the shoe. I really probably should have bought a 10 and a half, but I bought a 10. That's what I compared my shoes with the ones that I had before, and they are 10s as well. So I probably should have got 10 and a half, but it is what it is. Um, they are working okay. All right, they're working okay. My feet aren't hurting today like they were at the beginning of the week. So that's a good thing. That is a good thing. So I, I'm enjoying them more. I do not like my toes being crammed in the front, but, you know, it is what it is. So that's an update on the Cujo shoes. Let's jump into what today's podcast is about. So last week I was on vacation and I contacted a few clients, not all of them, stupidly, not all of them, who have uh, irrigation systems. I don't have many clients that have irrigation, but the ones that do, uh, there's a couple that I contacted to let them know to, you know, adjust their watering schedule so that um, they're they're not watering their lawn as much or at all last week, so that the grass isn't going to grow out of control. And I, I I only contacted two people for that, and I think I have like four irrigated lawns maybe out of fifty-two. So it's not that many, but I forgot to to notify the other two. And so today's today's topic is real simple. All right. The the title of this podcast is going to be Oh, by the way, this is episode 154. Uh LCBU number 11. Um the title of this episode is going to be Your most of your lawn care clients really don't care about their lawn. Because they don't. Because if they did care about their lawn, I would not need to tell them to adjust their watering schedule if I go on vacation. They should automatically know, oh, okay, well, if I keep watering and it doesn't get mowed, my grass is going to grow out of control. Most of your lawn care clients do not care about their lawn. You are simply performing a service, a needed service for them 
that reduces a headache for them. It's something that you're taking off their plate so that they don't have to do it anymore. That's the whole reason you're there. If you do a, that's why you see so many lawn care companies out there that are driving around in ratty trucks with ratty equipment and do a ratty job. It's because people don't care how it looks. They just want it cut. By and large, most people, that is exactly why they have hired you. Now, I get it. That, that's hard to hear for some of us because, you know, we take a lot of pride in our work. And I do too. I take a lot of pride in my work. But your client does not care what their lawn looks like. As long as you knock that grass down, they don't care. Now, I get it. If you, pro if you didn't trim around anything and you just came in and mowed it and left windrows everywhere, they might give you a call and say, hey, my lawn looks like crap. But from, from my perspective, most of them don't care. They just want the lawn cut. And it's something that they give to you. It's off their plate. They're not even going to think about it. And so that, that's what I learned this week going back to these lawns and realizing that they, they didn't adjust their watering. They, did, if I, they weren't going to adjust it unless I remind them or tell them to or ask them to. Because it's, it's not something they ever, ever think about. Once that thing is set, it is set. Some of these people, they might not even get their, their lines blown out. They might just be, you know, whatever. I'm just going to let that water sit in there, let the pipe burst, whatever. I'm not thinking about it. It's off my plate. That's what they're thinking. So, yes, take pride in your work. Yes, do a fabulous job for your clients. Just know that whenever it comes to any changes or anything like that, you have to take charge. You have to be the person to remind them and say, hey, I'm sorry, but we've got, we've got to make a change here. Just a second. My wife's calling me. All right, I'm back. Sorry, she, she's picking up lunch for us, I guess. So she wanted to know what I wanted. <laughs> Very nice wife. But um, just wanted to get on here and say that, that if you're mowing the lawn, by and large, you're going to have to take charge of everything other than, you know, I don't do fertilizer. Maybe you do fertilizer, but I don't do fertilizer. So I don't have control of that aspect. The fertilizing company has control of that aspect. So the, the homeowner doesn't care. For As an example, I have a client, an older client, older, I mean older, like 80s. All right. And they hired a fertilizing company in our area. And this fertilizing company has taken them to the bank. I mean, these people are visiting the lawn eight times a season. They are for over fertilizing. I mean, they're putting down bags and bags of fertilizer in the summertime when it's hot. This lawn is and it's not irrigated. This lawn is growing 10 inches a week. I mean, this thing is growing out of control. I double cut every single time I cut this lawn. It doesn't matter what time of year it is. 
Now, granted, if we don't get it rain for, you know, a month and a half, then it, it does slow down. But by and large, I mean, this company vi literally visits like six to eight times a season. And every time they're putting fertilizer on this lawn and it is just growing like mad. And they have just taken these people to the to the to the cleaners. And you know what? This couple doesn't even think about it. It's not on their radar. They don't care. It's something they don't have to think about. And so they don't. They don't think about it. They don't think about the fact. They don't look out their back door and realize that it's been six days and my grass has grown 10 inches. They don't care. They don't care. It's not on their plate. It's not on the, in their purview. They're paying somebody to take care of that. It's taken care of. That's the way your customer thinks. And so, yes, you need to provide that for them. But at the same time, that means you need to be thinking about that. That's something that I'm learning this week is that I had to learn that. That if, if I want my clients to turn down their water when I go on vacation, I've got to contact all of those clients and say, hey, you need to turn your water down this week because I'm going to be on vacation and I don't want to come back to a hay field. Simple as that. They don't care. They, they are willing to live with a hay field. Literally, they don't care. It, it, it's up to you to, to ask them to change it. So that, that's what I learned this week is that you've got to take charge. You've got to take control. If you need something changed, you've got to speak up. You've got to make sure that you're telling the client what they need to do, especially with their irrigation system. Or even if, if you feel like their lawn is being over-fertilized and it's just taking you so long to mow, maybe you need to talk to your client and say, hey, your lawn, they're they're over fertilizing your lawn like crazy. Your lawn should not be growing 10 inches a week in June, July, August. It should not be growing 10 inches a week. All right. It should be growing a nice, healthy three, three and a half inches a week. But if it's growing 10 inches a week, you're paying for things you don't need to pay for. So, that's it for this episode, guys. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you got something out of this. And guys, I will see you in the next episode.